welcome into I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting, the self-proclaimed 43rd best Bama podcast on the internet. Here are your hosts, Tom Sims and Jason Tiffin. Is that the way you want to read? Man, Welcome into episode 16, season 2. This will be, the, I guess, the last episode. I'm half your host team, Jason Tiffin, along with Tom Sims. Tom, I'm in the same room with you. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, but you look, you look correction, fantastic. correction, yes. it's not the last episode. Uh, first off, we have to do a post-game next Monday on how this turned out. And then secondly, that will be the first episode also that we introduce, I'm not charging, you're charging. <laughs> I know that was coming. Uh, we have some uh, gentlemen in here in the room with us, and uh, I want to ask y'all if you could keep it clean. Uh, I know you might be talking, and that's fine. We're, we're, this is new new operating um, atmosphere for us, but be careful with your language because we might have some mutes watching on Facebook Live. Some what? Some mutes. I find that very odd, you telling me to watch my language. <laughs> so we might have some youths watching on Facebook. Like my, daughters have actually, my daughters have had COVID, and they have been bored out of their minds. You know how they've been bored out of their minds? Because they're teenagers, and they open up Facebook accounts. <laughs> like no, no teenagers have, have Facebook, and they have Facebook now. So they oh, might nice. be watching. But anyway, back to, yes, youths. Yeah, youths. You know, young people. Oh, youths. Sorry, sorry. We might have some youths watching and listening so uh, all right i've got the commentary and this this is kind of odd because i'm sitting here staring straight at you i don't have the, the comfort of my earmuffs i'm like the guy off of uh, something about mary with the, 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 the I, can, I can look away if it makes you more comfortable <laughs> oh baby but anyway i've got the commentary today and um a couple of things i just want to look back on on this season and really nick saban's time in alabama there was a there was an assistant coach. Yeah, I, I have I'm I have been on uh, Facebook Live before when I did sports with JT. So uh, Tom put his back to the camera. I'm facing the camera. I'm much better looking than him as well. So that is another reason why we're doing this. But let's let's look back on uh on uh Saban's tenure in Alabama. Chris the Bear Felica uh, tweeted out last week or so that. There have since 2008. There have been seven games where Alabama was not playing. There are sponsors tonight. Clyde Mays. Uh, sorry for the ones that are listening to this podcast. He just had he's a, had a bottle of liquor, whiskey. He's a whiskey drinker apparently tonight. Anyway, uh, seven games since 2008 where we have not been in the hunt for the national title. It was uh, 2008. We had. One game after we lost to Florida, we played the bowl game, played Utah. 2009, we, every game we played, we were under the gun. 2010 was the biggest number we have, four games. And then 11, every game we played was under the gun. 12, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Every game we played had national title implications. I skipped 13 because once we lost to Auburn, we were out of the national title hunt. And then 19, we only played one game because if you remember, we lost to LSU, but we were still in the hunt. If oh, we yeah. were, if we were on the table, we're in the we're in the playoffs. I don't know that we were good enough to win. But we're in the playoffs. And when, but when we lost to Auburn, we of course missed Atlanta. 
And then we only had one game against Michigan. So seven games, just a phenomenal. I think it was 140, 133 out of 140 uh, games that we had we had been on uh, that we we have been under the gun. And let me stop. I, I feel you about to interrupt me. We're live. We're Facebook live on this tonight. So if you're listening to it and watching it live, uh, we had a number you can. We got a number you can text out two five six three six five seven zero three eight. Two five six three six five seven zero three eight. So if you want to text or might even can call. I'm not sure if you call and you get through, we'll put you on. But don't call my cell phone number because we won't answer because my cell phone is what's being used for Facebook Live. Um, one other thing before I let you comment on my commentary, there was an assistant coach for Alabama after we signed the 2017 class that said if we don't play for multiple national titles, we need to all be fired. So. The 2017 class, they wrap up their fourth year tonight. This will be their third national title game. We've won one, we've lost one, and this one's yet to be determined. The only reason we missed last year is because we lost our Heisman Trophy candidate to a tongue of Aloha in the Mississippi State game. But here's some names from the 2017 class, and you want about half to pan out of every class to consider it a very good class. And we had... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. About sixteen out of twenty-five, so we're above the average. Fletcher Thomas, that might you might be thinking, who? Careful with the phone. We had a phone there, so there's a beverage, Ben. Sit in my spot, Mitch. Perfect. <laughs> um, Fletcher Thomas, you might be wondering who Fletcher Thomas is. He's our long snapper. He finished top three for the long snapper award, and we'll get to all the awards that Mamma took home um, later on hey, in the show. Hey, what's the name of that award? Manly, maybe. Oh, I'm it, not sure. It could have been so much cooler than Manly. Hey, uh, Tom was a long snapper. Hey, Tom was a long snapper. I'm surprised he doesn't know the answer to that. <laughs> here's, but here's some names you'll you'll recognize: Najee Harris, Jerry Judy, NFL, Mac Jones, Heisman Trophy third place, Alex Leatherwood, first rounder, Fadarian Mathis, good contributor, Xavier McKinney in the league early, Dylan Moses, injury setback but still a solid player. LeBron Ray plays, but has been plagued with injuries. Brian Robinson, solid backup. Henry Ruggs III, NFL. Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, Tua Tungvaloa, NFL. Jedrick Wills, NFL. And Daniel Wright will start tonight. I guess he'll start tonight at safety. But 2017, th- this class wraps up just a phenomenal four years. Yeah, that's awesome. That Most of the time, like you said, even when you get a recruiting class like that, you're not getting all those, even the five stars, you're not getting them all to pan out. No, no. But it's, it's crazy, absolutely ludicrous what the uh, – what 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 the productivity of those players has been over these years, and you know you you name some of those players like Tua NFL, yeah Tua NFL, Tua also should have won the Heisman one year, uh, you know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, got robbed. I mean, th- these guys are crazy. You, you name Leatherwood, he in a uh, you know awesome Outland Trophy winner. I mean, we're going to get into that in the next little segment, but yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable productivity. And there for a while, and I don't know when this streak ended, there for a while the the, the consensus uh, topic was, hey, you get, you've been to Alabama since Saban's been there and you've won a national championship every recruiting class. I don't think that's the case anymore, no, but every still, recruiting class has, has played in one. Has every recruiting class won one? If you have stayed four years – actually, this stretches back to 2000. 
If you signed with Nick Saban in 2000 and you stayed four years at the school you signed at, you have won a national title. That's that's unbelievably impressive. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, hey, what, what better what better recruiting tool is there than, hey, you can win a national championship and we're putting you in the NFL. Yeah. And, and if you're in Alabama, if we win a night, if any class that has signed with Alabama in, starting in 07 – if you have stayed three years, you've won a ring. The only the players tonight that are that need the win will be Jalen Waddle, and I don't know who are the, the other third year players that are going to go. Who I don't even know who else is going to go third year that wasn't on the twenty seventeen team that beat Georgia. Yeah, I'm trying to think of that. I, I don't know. I mean, Waddle's either. Waddle's the main one that that will leave Alabama without a ring, but that, that's just as impressive. And if we win tonight, I mean, that's going to be twenty straight years of uh, of national title <laughs> rings. So uh, let's get into uh, Rick McEwen has entered the chat. <laughs> Make sure he doesn't sit on the cell phone. Um, let's get into the uh, college football wars plus the Heisman. We didn't we didn't go over the Heisman. You know, it's funny. Uh, Gober asked me last week when we wrapped up last week, and he says, "So what y'all talk about the Heisman Trophy and the and, and breaking down the national title game?" I'm like, "We we didn't either." I <laughs> said, so "We ran out of time, and we're always running short on time. You know how it is." But um, I'll let you lead us off with the, the Heisman. Just thoughts on uh, on Devontae and, and the other awards that we've won. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Really, the awards are, are unbelievable. One of the things that I thought was very interesting was that Alabama's the only team that has ever produced the top running back, the top wide receiver, and the top quarterback in the same year. All the awards that were, that were released for that. I guess that was the – uh, it depends on which publication you want to do, but Jones won both the Johnny Unitas and the Davy O'Brien. Smith won all the all the receiving, <clears throat> Blitnikoff plus the Heisman, Maxwell, so on and so forth. And then uh, Najee, of course, won the Doak Walker. To me, the Doak Walker is probably the most prominent uh, award outside the Heisman there is. But how do you sweep? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. How yeah. do you sweep the quarterback, the running back, the receiver awards? I don't know. That's unbelievable. And your wide receiver that won all the rewards, uh, he was the second. He was the second receiver on the team to start the season. Oh, absolutely. Waddle was absolutely the number one receiver. Devontae's in second. You know, if you want to call him the the slot or split, whatever, and they had to swap roles. But I mean, good lord! I mean, that's just that's just dumb. And then on top of that, I look back the Remington Award for the uh, the the nation's best center. Of course, Dickerson guy, even though he's not playing the national championship game tonight because of the injury he had a couple weeks ago. But the Remington Award has only been been awarded since I believe two thousand. Yeah. So so twenty years or so. Uh, the Outland, which is the best interior lineman, which can be offensive or mm. defensive, it's been going for a long time. I went back as far as two thousand. There's never been an Outland and a Remington Award winner from the same team. Unless there's unless he unless he won both awards, Minnesota I forget the guy's mm. name. A guy from Minnesota won both the Remington and the Outland, as well. But nobody else has doubled up on that. But how you've got the offensive center, and then also your tackle that has won. That's two two of your five linemen have won the most prestigious lineman awards in the country. That's unbelievable. And on top of that. 
Did you realize we've won three out of the last five Outland Award trophies? I did not. <laughs> I mean, Leatherwood won it this year. Cam Robinson won it. Quentin Williams won it. Wow. One defensive yeah. guy, but still, that's that's unbelievable. And on the on the offensive line, we won, we won the Joe Moore, which is all five linemen. Yeah. And I and I think it was well deserved. I mean, Najee, look at his touchdown total. Look at the the lack of sacks for Mac Jones all year. The time he's had. That's got to be the easiest award Steve uh, Sarkeesian's ever won, though. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> he wins the Brawls. I mean, uh, good Lord, you got the Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner, the number one running back, the number one quarterback, Walker, and two out of the yeah. best five offensive linemen in the country. <laughs> and I know I know some of the Clemson fans are sore. You know, and here's the thing, Clemson fans, how you feel this year with Trevor Lawrence is how we felt two years ago with Tua. Yep. Tua got robbed, and I think Tua might have won. Uh, I think he actually did win – the uh, Davy O'Brien or the uh, the Golden Arm, one of the two, maybe both of them. But I mean, out of nowhere, Kyler Murray in the last uh, going into the Auburn game, where Tua threw for five touchdowns and ran for another one, Tua was like minus four hundred to win the Heisman. It's huge. Kyler was like plus seven hundred, and then Danny Cannell and his ilk on Twitter got the the, the blue check mark brigade got a a, a big. Uh, you know, wave against two, anything, you know, ABB, anyone but somebody from Bama. And uh, and they took it from him. I'll never get over it. We've talked about this on the podcast ad nauseum. So, but, yeah, congrats to, to Bama and all the awards. Um, but, hate- you, hey, you know, you're right, though, that Tua and Lawrence, the parallels there are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Tua wins the national championship as, as a, a freshman. freshman. So does Lawrence, and both and in both cases they're going. Oh, this guy is going to be all everything. He's going to win national championships. He's going to win multiple Heisman's. Whatever. Neither one of them won a Heisman. Neither one of them won another national championship mm-hmm. after the freshman. And year. both of them played for another one and didn't win it. That's correct. And and, and, and they're both going to be in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see how Trevor's uh, works out there. He's got. A lot bigger and better stature than Tua does. There's no, no uh, disputing that. But still, the parallels in college are unbelievable. Yeah, they are. And uh, we, I've got a text that we have some background noise problems, so I'll, I can just apologize for that. No, we're not, we're not equipped to uh, to. Um, I can't believe Do anything I, with that. Yeah, I can't believe our uh, silent studio is not <laughs> soundproof. That's weird. We need someone with a golf sign that says "Quiet, please," but we, we don't have that. I, so so we'll make oh, do. Oh, I see the problem. Girls come up. Here. Women came up. <laughs> Women folk came up here. Sound <laughs> went everywhere. I wish we had uh, control of the camera where we could you know pan around we'll, and we'll pan around. I want, we're going to show you our setup. We got three TVs in here. It's a pretty sweet gig. But anyway, let's get to the national championship, and uh, I'm going to lead off here. And let me tell you about why I think Bama is going to win. I used to coach my daughter in travel softball, and we went to some obscure tournament in uh, in Mississippi one year. And we were pretty good. We were the Sharks, and we had some good players, and we'd won a good number of games. And we went to tournament kind of just, hey, we're going to get in this tournament. We, we knew we would do well. We thought we could probably win it. Wasn't sure. You, know, you never know who's going to show up. And uh, we we get there early. They put us playing early pool, and we're run ruling everybody. Umpires will be like, "Man, where y'all play out of?" You know, we're like, we're out of Alabama. I don't even remember what city it was in in, uh, in Mississippi. It wasn't Tupelo. 
and it, it wasn't Meridian, but it was somewhere kind of off the beaten path. Well, there was a team that showed up for a late pool. They probably their first pool game was probably eleven. They were the Illusions out of uh, South Haven, Mississippi, and we watched them play, and they were good. We, you know, we immediately we knew the that's the finals right there, us and them. And uh, and I thought, you know, I thought we could beat them, and we got crushed. I mean, I don't think we got run ruled, but it was. You know, eight to one. Yeah, probably got run. Twelve to four. We didn't get run ruled a lot with, with, uh, under my watch, my friend. <laughs> but it, it was bad. It was never the game was never in doubt. But I still felt like I'm like, man, we're not that far. We, we didn't play well. They played really well. I'm like, we we can beat this squad. <clears throat> so fast forward to about three weeks after that in Tupelo, huge tournament. Gonna be lucky to get any wins. You know, outside of. Uh, you know, we're going to try to win pools so we get a good seed so we can play a lesser team and go farther. And we, we played well, picked up a player, and, and we uh, we played really well. And when the bracket came out, I'm just going to make it up. I'm going to say NBCI was one, and I'll cover them in a minute. We'll say NBCI was one. But the most important is <clears throat> Sharks were two and Illusions were three or vice versa. Illusions were two, Sharks were three. And so anybody that studied any bracket, you know right there, two and three is going to meet up in the semis. So they saw us, we saw them, so we play a couple of three games and, and we win. So it comes time to play the illusions. Remember now, they beat us. They embarrassed us three weeks before. So we, when we saw them on the, on the, in the bracket, we circled that game. And we beat them. We played, we played really well. They played really well. The turning point was had a runner on third with, uh, with, with one out. They hit a ball to center field. Our center fielder catches it and uh, fires at home, double play, and then just, just get, get, put us with the momentum. Stay tuned for I'm not bunning your bunny. <laughs> so we beat the Illusions. We went nuts like we'd won the tournament. And we had a game left. NBCI, Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians, where you do not have to provide a birth certificate to play 12U ball or 10U ball. And uh, there's the girls that were shaving their mustaches or should have shaved their mustaches before they came on the field. They killed us, but we didn't care. We won the game that we came to win, what was the illusions. Now, why are we talking travel softball? And I'm not targeting your targeting because Ohio State Clemson, Ohio State won the game that they circled. They had the score up in their weight room all year long. They've been gearing up for Clemson. They beat Clemson. And that, that was their that was their title game. Same way with Bama in 09 will beat Florida. And and so I know immediately you're like, well, wait a minute. When you beat Florida, you also uh, went ahead and beat Texas. We did, but how many days do we have between Florida and Texas? 24? Plus 20... Colt McCoy got hurt. Colt McCoy got... <laughs> <laughs> talking about that <laughs> So we had, we had time to recover. This game that we're about to watch is 10 days after the fact. <laughs> So I don't think they can. Uh, I don't think they can come and quickly. I'll cover my other other bullet points and let Tom close it out. Phil's not 100. percent They can say what they want to. He took a hell of a shot in the ribs. There's no way he's 100. percent Our secondary is better than any secondary they've seen all year. You know, all everybody that's been asking about the game. Well, Phil's threw six touchdowns. Phil, I, I'm quite. I'm well aware Phil's threw six touchdowns. And let me tell you. Let me give some brown. Brown. Let me get some groundbreaking news to you. If Fields throws for six touchdowns a night, we're beat. I don't think he can do it. Our run D isn't terrible, Tom. I know it feels like we are. We've allowed two 100-yard rushers all year. Can you name them? 100-yard rushers? Yes. We've allowed tw- two times a back has gone over 100 yards. One of them's got to be an Ole Miss. Okay. Where's the other one? Uh, Maybe Ole Miss again. Cheater. 
I'm you're just good at this. Uh, you're, you're exactly right. <laughs> so we've not we have not allowed a hundred yard rusher since September, and um, I hold off on the score prediction. But that's the reasons I think we win the game. I don't think Fields can can play up to the level. 100% or not 100%, I don't think he can play up to the level he, that he played. And Gober brought up a great point. Sermon has been lights out the last two games. Where's Sermon been before these last two games? He was a backup to... Uh, to Master Teague. Master Teague, which is the coolest <laughs> name. It is a cool name. We recruited him, and hopefully Master He's Teague gets 30 carries a night because that means that means Trey doesn't get as many. But he has not been... He's not done it all year. All of a sudden, bam, he's here for two games. Not going to diminish it. He's had two great games, but I really think we win tonight. Yeah. I, I, you're, you're, boy, you got long winded on that softball issue. But again, <laughs> you're opening the door for I'm not bunting, you're bunting. I like that. Um, but Ohio State, I have that same thing written down was is Ohio State too high after the Clemson game? Because you're exactly right. They they freaking went out there and they celebrated on the internet, they celebrated on uh Twitter, they started on everything and they were so high after that game. Can can you reel that in and get and I read an article today it was somebody else was was saying sort of the similar thing and Alabama beat Notre Dame, and it was like, took care of business, went back to the hotel, got ready to start preparing for the next game. I mean, they were business as usual. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's huge. Um, You know, we we talked before we went on the air, you know, about keys to the game, that sort of thing. Waddle looks like he's going to play tonight. To what extent, we don't know. One of the things that I thought was interesting, and I listened to, uh, I actually, I don't know if you can get it up there where you're at, but in the morning, uh, Wimp Sanderson, his son, has a basketball no. show. And I say the basketball show. I'm not show. charging, you're charging? No. Luckily, they hadn't copyrighted <laughs> this. But they, they have a show. They actually talk about all sports, obviously, yeah. when they're in the offseason. But, but Wimp, Wimp made a good point. I like Wimp Sanderson a lot as a commentator. I need somebody to bear me. <laughs> Uh, but 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 he was afraid that Waddle might be a, a distraction. You know, do do you think he's going to play or not going to play? Should we put in packages or should we put in packages? If we're going to put in packages, is that taking away from my preparation from the other guys who will actually be in the packages? It's a good point. Uh, yeah, you know, I, mean, so I, I hadn't thought about that at all. Yeah, so I, I don't know if that's going to be. A factor or not, but I did. I did look back as usual for the for the stats as far as how how we played, how they played, that sort of thing. When you when you look at the breakdowns of stuff, of course it's it's harder this year because you don't have a lot of cross uh, conference games. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in conference, so if your whole conference sucks, even if you dominate them, it don't tell you a whole lot. But from the Big Ten and the SEC, we got to say they're typically pretty comparable. I mean, people we, we get braggadocious a lot, but they got they got dudes over there in the Big Ten. There's no doubt. In that. Oh yeah. So, but but to put it in perspective, um, Ohio State, you know, they were fourth in the nation offensively, 545 points a game. Now, the defenses that they have faced in the uh, Big Ten, you've got Northwestern, 
15.5 points a game, Indiana 19.4 points a game. They won both of those games. They were both dogfights. Uh, won the championship, won early in the season. And then if you get out of conference, they did play Clemson, which was 17.5 points a game. They played three teams that were relatively good defensive opponents. Alabama, on the other hand, has played Georgia, which was 19.9. Um, they played A and M. These nineteen point nine, the numbers what points, points per, per game allowed? Points per game, yeah. Allowed. Okay, okay, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. And A and M twenty one points per game. So those are their two highest defensive. Uh, even, even Notre Dame was a little worse than that. Uh, offensively, though, Alabama's defense has faced, and this is, I think, is a really Big key stat. Let's, let me go with offense first for, for Ohio State. Ohio State, offensively, as far as the teams that they've played, they played the number 10 team in the, in the uh, nation, Clemson, 502 yards per game. All right, that's out of conference. Mm-hmm. Their highest in-conference game, offensive output, Penn State. Oh, and start the season 0 oh, and 4, 0 oh, yeah. and 5? I, I, did they end up with three wins, maybe? Maybe? I don't know. They were, we, we took, I took them one week on the uh, the bets and hit cash cash money, homie, oh, against yeah. Michigan. Cash <laughs> out wrong team favorite, outright winner. <laughs> Penn State was 38. The next one, Nebraska. So not even Indiana, who scored 35 no, no. on them. Their conference opponent in the title game, Northwestern, 85th offensive ranking. Yeah. I mean, so – but – and so that contributes to their defensive prowess if you're only going to play teams that suck on offense. Yeah. Alabama, on the other t- other hand, the offensive teams they played, they played number three in the country, Ole Miss, number nine in the country, Florida, number 34, A&M, number 36, LSU, number 42, Georgia. There's only been – one team ahead of the top five teams that Alabama played on Ohio State's schedule. So, I guess what I'm saying is that Ohio State's defense has not been tested. I say has not been tested. Clemson should have tested them, and they did. Don't get me wrong, Clemson put up yardage and yeah. points on them. Yeah. But traditionally, Ohio State's defense has not been up to task. Um, kind of like ours. <laughs> but they've been not they've not been up to task against offenses that are much less caliber than the ones that we play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that yeah, that's yeah. the whole that's the whole and I'm not gonna sit here and say, hey, that tells the whole story and the game's over. But I think from the from the standpoint of who has the best team, offense, defense, that sort of thing, we have the better team. And I just hope it. I hope it stays that way. Now, I did look also. Here, here's the, here's the. I don't want to say keys the game. It's not keys the game because I'm not. I'm not a master breakdown of the game. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but uh, here, here's some things that go in our favor. One, Alabama's not covered the last two games they played. I like that. Yeah. Because don't get me wrong. Even if we win and don't cover this one, I'm a happy camper. One point win wins, but we've not covered the last two. Now we 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 are ten and two on the year. <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> I did not. Cover machine. We are a cover machine. We didn't cover in the Ole Miss game. We covered every other game in the regular season until we got to Florida, uh, Florida, and then we didn't cover Notre Dame. 
And we could have easily covered that game. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. Also, even with uh, even with us as a, a fairly large favorite in the title game, eight nine points, whatever it is. As of Sunday night, the books are evenly split, pretty much fifty yeah. fifty. More more on the money line of Ohio State, maybe 55 percent on the cover line for mm-hmm. Alabama. Um, and then line has crept up to around nine too in, in yeah, most places. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so you know. Hopefully, hopefully trends are are looking our way. Trends, but you know, I, I, I'm just superstitious. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I told Eli today. I said, uh, "Oh, he said to call you Big Poppy as well." Mm. What's it? Well, I'm Thanks, so, when, did, when did he get the shirt with the? I didn't wear it out. I'm a Bama shirt, but yeah, I got it. Dude, how much liquor have you spilled on that two of jersey? <laughs> I was looking at that earlier. I was like, hey, you know, that just that, That's why you sit when you're back to the camera. That's just a signal of getting it in there. You know, this is not something you break out every once in a while. This shirt's been used, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, but anyway, Eli, we were talking about the line. I said, if it moves to 10, Tom's going to crap. And he's like, why? And I said, superstitious. I said, 10-point line, you know, you tease it down. All you can do is win. You always lose. I said, but but it's hanging around nine. All right, give me a score prediction. What do you have? You got Bama winning. What's, what's your final score? I do have Bama winning. I have Bama winning 34 to 20. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as everybody else thinks. I think, just based on a lot of the stats that I just threw out about offensive defenses, I think we'll be able to run the ball on them. And I think we want to run the ball on them. I don't think we want to get into a throwing fest with them and Justin Fields. If Justin Fields is healthy, and that is a question mark. I mentioned this last week. I, don't, I mean, he's going to play. There, uh, there's no doubt yeah. he's going to play. Yeah. But I'm not sure how, how much of 100% he is. But I think we want to run the ball. And if we can establish the run, we will. And particularly if we can score and get up early – and take away their ability to just say, hey, we need to be two-dimensional because we don't want Trace uh, Sermon running. I mean, we do not want that guy running downhill with a lead. No. We no, do not. Gosh, no. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm thinking a, a, a more low-scoring game than everybody thinks. 34 to 20, that's me. I'm hoping we can get that done. I got a similar score for Bama, uh, a little bit more for Ohio State. I got Bama 37, Ohio State 31. That does put Ohio State covering. Uh, I just And where did the 37 come from? I'm going to say we get a safety. I don't know. I think we get uh, five touchdowns and a safety. They end up kicking a field goal, which, you know, their kicker's out due to COVID protocols. So that's going to be interesting on the number of fronts. I'm not worried about the extra points. Any idiot can make an extra point. Unless you played at Bama in the past three or four years, but I'm not worried about the extra points. But and I'm not even worried about the field goals. But here's the deal: if you're if you're fourth and four from the 24, you probably go for it because the backup kicker is a freshman. But I'm going to say they get four touchdowns and kick a field goal. I'm, I, I will say Sermon goes over 100. But, uh, I, you know. Well, hold I, I, on, hold I, on. Yes, I, didn't, I didn't know that we were going to be breaking down how we were going to get to our th- points. So, on my 34 points, I'm going to say we get 15 safeties and four extra points. Four extra points. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> All right, so we're about to wrap it up. We both got Bama winning. What about our favorite play of the year? No, that's what I'm. Mean, we're about to wrap it up. I mean, that, that's it. We both got Bama winning. He's got Bama uh, outside the number. I've got him inside the number. Uh, 
Favorite play of the year. I'm gonna give you mine first, and and there's so many. I mean, the easiest, the easy one is uh, Smitty in the back of the end zone for LSU. That might be yours, and um, a host of others. But I tell you what, my favorite play is because it it represents how we played offense this year. Smitty wide ass open versus Auburn in the first half. The double move, Mac gives the fake with the the with his throwing arm. And then when when he when he throws a ball and when the camera pans to him, no Auburn player is within 15 yards. I mean, it's just a thing of beauty. So that was my player of the year, favorite play of the well, year. Well, before I tell you mine, that, that's exactly what I was talking to Terry about earlier. Here we were talking about Devontae and what you collaborated on this. I podcast? collaborated. Well, I didn't know we were collaborating on this particular play, but it, that was my point. Was that. You go into every game. I mean, the guy won the Heisman Trophy, won the Bolitnikoff, he won Maxwell Player of the Year, he won everything. Walter Kemp. Yeah, he won Paul everything. Right, go ahead, <laughs> list them all. That's it. Okay, so he won everything you could possibly win, and it's not like he won it in the last three weeks of the season. He did it. Oh, absolutely. Every year. So every week. That defense knew that this was the guy that could beat you. This Especially is the guy, after seventeen went out. Yeah, this is the guy that you got to shut down. You can't, you can't let him go. And then, like he's, he's wide, he's running wide open. He's yeah. just that good of a route runner. Mm-hmm. He's just you, you can't stop a guy that can get twenty yards separation when everybody knows they're double teaming. But I'm going to go back, and I thought hard about your little play of the year because this is what Tiffin does. He gives me an outline and says, okay, here's the stuff, and then i got to think about what I want to talk about. But it's his favorite play, play of the year. Yeah, I know you're reading my thing. The first thing I put down was To Kill a Mockingbird because, I mean, I love me some Scout. I've never, I've never watched that movie. But then I realized that you were talking about football and they not make a book out actual of that? play. I think they made a book out wow, of it. Wow, yeah, okay. It's, it's weird. Um, but my real play of the year actually was a combo play. Uh, and then they weren't really back-to-back, but it was just, to me, it was the turning point of the Alabama season to say that this offense is something you've never seen before. This offense is something that you're going to have a hard time stopping. And it has a new element to it, which is the kicker. At the end of the Georgia game, Georgia had just scored. I don't, first half. First half. Yeah, yeah. First half in the Georgia game. Georgia had just scored. They had taken the lead. I think it was 24 to 17. They were up seven on us. Thank you, right. And, and there, was, there was not much time left in that half. A minute, minute and a half, something like that. And usually Saban is one. He's very conservative, takes a knee, whatever. But I think maybe just a little over a minute left. And he went down the field. And we didn't get a lot of yards, but we got into range, and we shuffled Will Reichert out there toward the end of the half with barely any time left, a few seconds left, whatever it was. And he drilled a 52-yarder. First off, we hadn't had a kicker that did that, and I don't know when. I'm not even going to give you the satisfaction of saying it was 2009. (laughs) (laughs) But but nonetheless. so, so one, we've got we've got ourselves a kicker. Not only we're losing this game, and at the time Georgia was ranked three, we were two. I oh think. Yeah. yeah, you know it's a huge, huge game. Pressure, pressure. We're losing the game. Huge, huge televised game. Two to three. He comes out there. He drills the fifty-two yarder. Bang! Come on. That you know one. We're there. 
And then we we open up the second half, and I think uh, second drive in of the second half after back to back punts, Waddle goes for ninety. Yeah. Ninety. So you have so you could not follow directions. You I had could. to have two plays. Rockard Rockard Waddle. Rockard slash Rockard Waddle. Waddle. Rockard Waddle. It, it would only been better if Rockard threw it to him, but oh, with his foot. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean oh, that was a huge. That, it is, but I mean a, seriously, you, you know that's huge. We took the lead over Georgia at that point yeah. in the second half, and we never looked back. From, yeah. from that point to where we're at now, I don't know that we've ever trailed again. I don't know that we have. And, you know, and, and it's funny because you you never know. Like Georgia was the definite. Can we win this ball game? Because they were looking good. Oh, and they, they, and they, they were playing. This defense. was their year. You know, ever, ever. Nick, oh, they're already talking up on Twitter. Oh, imagine next year, next year. You know, Georgia's always the perpetual next year team. But they were really good this year when we played them. And it, it was, I, you know, as my bookie can attest, I wasn't sure we could beat them. <laughs> so, uh, great plays. But, I mean, think of that. I took a play and Tom took two plays. And we didn't take any of Najee's hurdles. We didn't take Devontae's punt return, which probably cemented his Heisman Trophy. We didn't take the uh, the one-handed catch in the back of the end zone at LSU. That's how good we this team has been this year. And let's go back to why I think we win. I, I think this, this has such a different feel than 2018. 2018 – Myself and Neutron were in uh, Lake Tahoe. I like it. All his friends have n- names like Neutron, and what are the rest of them? Come on. Oh, we got Neutron. We got Tack. We got uh, Tack. Wink. We got Wink. Stumbo. <laughs> we got Gober. My name's just Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but we're in a bar in uh, Lake Tahoe, and uh, the Clemson fans come up to us, and they're you know everybody we, we went snowboarding. A couple of days, and we're going to drive to the game. They're like, well, what are you thinking? I said, I think y'all beat us. He's like, no, nah, for real? I said, yeah, for real. I said, anytime you start talking about, oh, this, if they win this one, I said, think of LSU 2011. If LSU 2011 beats us, they're the best team ever. Help yourself. And, and you know, we were on the cusp of being the best team ever. But I think this year everything is lining up. I think karma gets Ohio State. The football gods are not happy that there's a team in the national title that's only played eight games. And I, I think that we're going to – I think we're going to win. I think everything's lining here, up here. for us to win. And uh, – but anyway, you have anything else to add? Because no, we're sir. We're about to close us out. We have a careful we, – careful, We've got careful, a game to watch. Careful with the phone. <laughs> All right. Mike Barnes has entered the chat. <laughs> so – there's a lot of Bama fans in Miami. James Ezel has already texted. He said, roll time for Miami. He stood me up in Dallas, but apparently he found the money enough to go to Miami. Much tougher <laughs> ticket, but what else, James? Anyway, if you're traveling from Miami to Auburn after the national title game, remember, go north till you smell it, and then west till you step in it. Take it easy, guys.